The Business on RT Radio 1 with AIB. We know that your focus is on your business. That's why ours is on supporting you. Well, as the death toll continues to rise in the war between Israel and Hamas, the impact of that conflict is being felt far beyond the Gaza Strip. The response of pro-Palestinian student campaigners in some of America's most prestigious Ivy League colleges to the Hamas attack on October 7th and other protests against Israel since then have prompted a number of Jewish billionaires to announce they're withdrawing from funding from those colleges. To tell us more, I'm joined by Marion McKeown, who is US correspondent of the Business Post. Uh, you're very welcome, Marion. First of all, when it comes to Thank you. funding Ivy League colleges, the amount of money donated f- by very wealthy benefactors is kind of off the charts, isn't it? How much are we talking about? Yeah, it's kind of staggering. So last year, uh, a total of $60 billion was donated to American universities in general. Now, the Ivy League, the eight Ivy League colleges, of course, I Harvard, Princeton, Yale, UPenn, Stanford, and the rest, (laughs) as we call them here, uh, they they get the overwhelming share of this. And of all the Ivy League colleges, Harvard always pulls in the biggest bucks. So all of these Ivy League colleges have endowments and the total value of the endowments is about $120 billion. Of these, Harvard alone has an endowment of $53.2 billion. Now, just to put that in perspective, there are 99 um, what are known as historically black uh, colleges and universities, HBCUs in America. And between all of them, they have an endowment that's worth less than $2 billion. So, you know, 4% of what Harvard gets, all of the black colleges, uh, their combined endowment is just 4% of Harvard. So, and Jeff Bezos, you know, Jeff Bezos' ex-wife, yeah, Jeff Bezos' ex-wife, Mackenzie Scott, yeah. she's donated heavily to those right. uh, historically black universities. Now, she's extraordinary in that she did a, a, her donation, 50, $550 million, half a billion dollars or thereabouts, was basically a donation that was given just without any preconditions. She didn't ask for any names of any buildings, any libraries to be called after, none of the usual it was given to just help to fund and to help the HBCUs uh, to, to just have access to more resources, more buildings, more teaching staff, whatever it is that they felt they needed. And I think that that was a really welcome investment. And I, a lot of, there is a lot of talk at the moment in America because of this whole debate about, well, really, where will donors get the best bang for their buck? What are their intentions? What do they want to do? Do they want to shape thought? Do they want to just help a college survive? And that question and in of... Fact, giving money to Harvard has the least impact, apparently, because they've already got so much. Yeah, so you're only a sort of a small fish in a bigger pond. Yeah. How, how important is that shaping? Because, you know, in Ireland and a lot of places when people donate money to universities, they might want a plaque. Sometimes they want a building named after them. But because of what we've seen in recent weeks in terms of their response to, let's say, student protests or criticism that the university authorities are not moving quickly enough to condemn what students are saying, they, they seem to want more than just the name on the building. They, they, want, they want some direction in, in, in influence in relation to the university. Oh, absolutely. And this is not the first time. I mean, in America, the, the point of donating, obviously, apart from, you know, affection, if you went to Harvard or Yale or Princeton or Dartmouth, is that, you you know, you want to wield some kind of soft power within that institution. That I think the closest thing is that they in America... 
university donors, particularly the Ivy League donors, consider themselves like shareholders in an institution. They believe that it should buy them a place in many times in situations on the board or at least at the table or at least on committees that are deciding who is being hired and who's being fired and what kind of courses are being taught. I can, this, as I say, a lot of attention has come because of the protests by Jewish donors in the past week and people like uh, Law and Order creator Dick Wolf, who, who said he's no longer going to donate to University of Pennsylvania. Um, also, of course, there, there were several of um, uh, Ron Lauder, who is the heir to the SGLR Lauder Cosmetics Fortune, and a whole bunch of others. Now, one of the, and Mark Rowan, of course, the, he is the chief of the private equity giant Apollo Management. Now, um, what, 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 two of the things that happened were quite concerning and caused a lot of debate. Uh, these donors and, um, and the donors to Harvard as well, big name donors to Harvard, um, didn't just want to influence or to, to, uh, um, how the the universities responded to debate and some of the debate on campus following the October 7 attacks was pretty um, harrowing for Jewish students in Cornell in particular. They felt very under threat. You also, you had people, you had, but the, the balancing act that was required um, was largely believed that the universities should stay neutral. The question was asked that what should universities do when you come to the confluence of, you know, a very inflammatory um, debate on campus? Uh, where do you come down? Freedom of speech versus donors' rights versus the duties of the college administration and the college chiefs to keep the children... the students there feeling safe, but feeling they can voice their opinions but and that all, they can engage in debates without constraint. Of all institutions to donate money to a university, uh, it's a very fine balance between, let's say, the, the position or stance that individual academics within a university take, the particular stance that maybe very young students take on something and perhaps they might change their minds in a few years' time as well. They, they're very young, they're students. And then throwing into the mix what the authorities of the university should do about all that because they are supposed to be bastions of free speech but they're also supposed to promote diversity and promote diversity of views but clearly these benefactors you know will say oh I'm all on for that but they've crossed a line here yeah and and that is what was being said but the the these donors uh, demanded that the Harvard's president Claudine Gay who was appointed a week before the the Hamas attacks the October 7th attack they have demanded that she resign and also that the president of the University of Pennsylvania Liz McGill resign also because they feel that they did not respond quickly or appropriately and in particular what got the ire of donors to the University of Pennsylvania was a a festival a literary and music and arts festival called Palestine Rights which took place a week before no about two and a half weeks before the Hamas attacks now this is why the donors wanted um, Liz McGill the president of the University of Pennsylvania to be fired or to resign because they felt that that literary festival, which was, I said it was Palestinian singers, poets, musicians, filmmakers, and within their work um, was criticism of Israel. And of course, that was almost inherent in the work because the work is about the Palestinian occupation. Uh, so they, they uh, but she refused and the board at University of Pennsylvania pushed back very hard. But I, I'd like to broaden this out a little. So it's not seen, this is not something that has been done just by Jewish donors who have been incredibly generous 
to all of the universities. Uh, but the, the Koch brothers, who are very big Republicans, they, they're billionaires from the oil and gas industry. Uh, at George Mason University, they tried to in exchange for funding money, they wanted the right to decide who was hired as a professor and who was fired as a professor on specific teaching courses. Back in about the mid-90s, Yale had to give back uh, $20 million uh, so to the Bath Brothers. Yale said Again, no. Billionaires. Yale said no, yeah. that, that, that's too much of an interference. We're not going to go there. Just finally, yeah. would it be naive of me to think that in light of this, uh, some of these Ivy League universities might say, well, you know what, there are too many strings attached here, we need to have a new system where, in general, uh, these benefactors are not going to have uh, the strings attached and that's the way we're going to operate it. Or are they going to say, look, it's far too much money and we're used to having that much money? They're not going to turn away millions and millions of dollars. But I think that they have actually taken a hard look at it. And I think that the consensus, after a very heated couple of weeks, the consensus has come down that, look, you, you have to respect freedom of speech. And just because you don't like what some of these students are saying, you have to see it in the context as every other student protest and, and not be so specific to that. Because if you're really coming down hard on one group of students, be they pro-Palestinian or be, be they pro-Israel, that, then that, you know, you're, you're picking that out of all the other debates, essentially. So I don't think things are going to change. But I think that the people think there was an overreach by donors, specifically in the case of the University of Pennsylvania and Harvard, and that they may pull back a little. But, but, but emotions and, and are still very, very high in this issue. And as I say, this happens all the time in American campuses that donors try to exert influence. It's not just related to these type of events. It's, it's on a broader level and as it's, well. And it's the model that they have uh, set themselves up for and it seems to be part of the price involved. Exactly. And Marion McKeown of the Business Post, thank you very much for joining us on the programme.